Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 214 and today's topic is BMF, season 2, episode 2, titled Family Business. And the description reads, Meech focuses on expanding BMF into Cleveland, while Terry experiences growing pains as he launches his car ride business with Charles. Terry learns Meech could be in danger. So y'all already know how we do. We about to get into it. We about to break it down, dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform. After that, I will play the trailer for next week's episode. And I have a sleeper for you guys in my Joe Budden style. Shout out to the pod father. As always, you can catch me on social media. You can reach me on social media. My Facebook is Alicia Shanice, Instagram Alicia Shanice Reviews, or you can email me at Alicia Shanice Reviews13 at gmail.com. You can inbox, DM, or email me if you have any special recap requests, with that being a TV show, movie, docuseries, music album, hit me up, and I will get your recap request out. Or if you have any business or brand that you need me to shout out, hit me up and I'll get that shouted out for you free of charge. You know me. I love whom loves me and I share love to who, you know, shows love to me. Love whom loves me. Um, Also, don't forget about those fire ass playlists that I have on Spotify exclusively. All you got to do is type in Shanice Loves. That picture profile will populate. You click on that. It takes you to all of my playlists. And I got every genre because your girl got some long range music ears. So we about to get into it. Let's talk BMF. Shoot the wish you 
move your way. Trying to get the cake. I'm in and out of state. If these stupid ways feel like they need to stay. It's hard to tell the same. But look up and I'm saying. If these stupid ways feel like they need to stay. If you will have to cry. If all I have to be mad. If these stupid ways feel like they need to stay. It's hard to tell the same. But look up and I'm saying. If these stupid ways feel like they need to stay. all right y'all so this episode i thought was real solid it was real solid for episode two you know episode two sometimes is a little slower but i thought it was solid i thought it was solid i'll give it a rating at the end it opens up we got charles fussing as usual child talking about um Terry's attire because you know he getting all dressed, got his his you know his chain on, dressed you know <clears throat> casually. <clears throat> Charles busting a room like where the hell you think you going? This you know this ain't how we run in this company. This is a Christian driving company, suits only. <laughs> so Terry ain't trying to hear all that. Even when Charles walk out the room, he go talk to shit. But Charles busting there like what you say. <laughs> But he he gonna he gonna run Terry off. We we gonna we gonna talk about Charles and this driving company because I have a lot to say about Charles and y'all know I, I defended him a lot during season one because you know he was just old school you know and I appreciate an old school man. We we uh, we're missing them in today's world. Um, but it has to be evened out a little bit, you know. And, and Charles well, he he was the one the most. So <clears throat> after that, it cuts to him on the road. Mind you, this little money he making, you know, at the beginning of their driving company is nothing, you know, compared to what he was getting not even a couple months ago in the street. When he was in the game, you know, this is this is nothing. This is pennies to him. So he's not used to people talking to him this way. He's not used to running a legit business. He, he's used to, you know, to the street stuff. He's used, used to making fast money. You got this white dude in the back telling him to turn left. And he like, no, I ain't turning left. He's still talking stuff. So Terry, you know, he pulls over and and, and it throws his ass out, you know. And then the white dude gets out. He's, you know, fussing. He's entitled. He's telling everybody. Well, he's telling him that he's going to tell everybody that the Flannery is a joke. The Flannery's driving business. But, you know, Terry drove off. And I, I appreciated that scene. And I appreciated him throwing his ass out. Because it was comedy, comedy relief, and it just shows the frustration. You know, like he's used to making fast money. This is nothing. He's not able to really move like he wants to move because of how Charles Charles is demanding how the business gets ran, and he had to throw dude out. He he was talking too much. You know, so you know he kept talking shit, and he got threw out. His suitcase got ran over. Oh well. So it cuts to the next scene. And then the next scene, we go to Dairy Queen. We got Meech. He's there with K9. He got his girl Peaches with him. And 
you know, Peaches goes on to talk about the business and, you know, Peach, uh, Peaches, you know, she kind of gives them ice cream, you know, Meech compliments her and like, yeah, she exotic, you know, she helped translate between deals when dealing with other ethnicities, you know, she can translate, you know, so she's good for the cause, um, with him and the business. And, you know, K9 goes on giving Meech more game, telling him don't bring no partial payments. That's not how he gave him the product and partial. And as they're talking and he's schooling him, they get rolled down on and they get the blasting back. They didn't get dude, but they got his shoe. And, you know, with them having new connections, new bosses, it brings new enemies, as Terry says, why he was narrating. And this seemed to be in connection with the shooting at the game, but they didn't go into detail, but that's what it seemed to be like. It was a connection with K-9 shooting the dude in episode one. So um, <clears throat> I'm thinking dude Tyre got shot out because I couldn't figure out why he got out the car and started running with one shoe, but he did. So I'm assuming they shot the tire out as they was blasting back at his ass. It cuts to the next scene and we got our girl, Mama Lucille. She all dressed up, cleaning the house and goes in Charles' guitar case to put something in there and finds a little dirty magazine. And, you know, at first I'm like, well, you ain't gave the man none in three or four weeks. But when he walks in the house, she doesn't mention it to him. She, you know, goes on telling him how, she, of course, she needs money um, for Grandmama Gift because they go on a Grandmama birthday party in Cleveland and bras for Nicole. And I also did not even start it off right. You know we got to read the disclaimer, right? So I always like to say this because it makes better for the show. But when it originally opens up, we get our favorite slogan. The story you're about to see is loosely based on truth. Some of the names, characters, business, and events have been fictionalized for dramatic purposes. But a lot of this shit may have actually happened. And then we get Terry words y'all know all last season we got Meech I, I like how they switched it up for season two and he's put when me and Meech jumped in business together I gave him my word he gave me his we shook on it and then we took off and I like to read that because it goes with the story of what we're about to see for that episode and I like on how they always put a lot of this shit might actually happen because you know we want Meech home <laughs> so you can't put everything out there and we do see how they switched up multiple things, especially after you watch the docu-series, because they have to make it <clears throat> for TV as well. So going back to scene by scene, Mama Lucille heads to Sears. <laughs> of course, the price is a, is a little high. So she's, you know, telling Nicole to go put something back. And um, the sales rep tells her, like, you know, you can get a credit card 20% off today, you know. And by the way, Sears interest rate used to be high as hell when they was in business. Believe me, child, I had a Sears card. So <clears throat> Mama Lucille, she she gets the card and she go tells Nikki to go pick something better out and she go shopping herself. But she tells Nikki, don't you tell your daddy <laughs> something common, something common, something common in the black community. All right. So we cut to the next scene. 
and Charles. <clears throat> he hassles Terry about throwing um the customer out the car, telling him, you know, the customer, they're their boss. Now, Terry did say something I agreed with in this scene. This is his business, too. And it's more his business than it is Papa Charles because the money came from his settlement money. Charles just took over. And I understand Terry is a minor, but Charles is doing the most. And if we keep it all the way funky, um, Terry is a better entrepreneur than Pops. You know, I mean, Pops was struggling, you know, in no disrespect, but they weren't doing the best financially. And, <clears throat> you know, drug dealing is wrong, of course. We're not glorifying it. But, you know, Terry was, a, you know, a natural entrepreneur. We see now he was running a drug business. And he's trying to go legit. He's trying to do what Pops want him to do. But Pops going to run Terry back to the game because he don't listen to none of Terry's ideas. And, you know, this is Terry's money. Terry got shot in the eye. He got his, you know, his surgery was messed up because the doctor was a little tipsy. So, and of course, it's all dramatized. We don't know if that's how the real Charles was acting. Because I do like to be, uh, I like to keep that in mind as these are real people. Um, but, you know, they dramatize the show. So we're not for sure if that's how, I don't think that's how the real Charles acted. They had a lot of respect for their father. Um, so, and then in the show, it shows that he's frustrated. He could be a little sexually frustrated, you know, a little flustered there. But Charles needs to calm down. He needs to calm down. But the actor is acting his ass off, as always, as always. So we go into the next scene. And we see B, B. Mickey's mother really is sick. I mean, he had been saying it since season one, but B. Mickey is B. Mickey. So we, we had never seen his mom. So we really didn't know if that was really the case. But we see she really is going through a lot of health issues and she's not even in the best um, hospital. She's not getting treated well and neglected. And we see Detective Brian is everywhere when it comes to B. Mickey. He is on his ass. B. Mickey is his little bitch, literally. And he even starts playing games, sending mama's flowers and visiting her, talking about he his boss. So we see uh, this is to Detective Brian's advantage. So she's not in the best hospital. And his boss, Detective Bryant, uses that to his advantage when he uh, meets B. Mickey outside, telling him how he could get her into the best hospital. But, you know, he don't do nothing for free and gets to asking him more questions on how to get Meech. Mind you, all this shit started because of B. Mickey, because Meech and Detective Bryant had a good thing going. You know, Detective Bryant was looking out. All this would have never started if B. Mickey wasn't so trigger happy and killed J. Mo when Detective Ryan was actually doing Meech a solid when he brought him there just to question him. But B. Mickey messed that all up and, you know, put Meech and Detective Brian on the odds. <clears throat> so we go into the next scene. And Meechie, he goes to the Flannery home. And we see um, this must be around 1989 because... Um, he tells Nicole that he's buying all the kids tickets to go see Coming to America. So, you know, this had to be the year of 89 because that's when Coming to America came out. Terry calls him out. He's like, nigga, you can't even come to family dinner in the same city, but you're going to Cleveland for grandma birthday dinner. So he already knows Meech is up to something and it's all about the business and the expansion with his cousin, his little cousin James and um, 
trying to put him on and then sending B Mickey down there to do a drop, which is a bad idea. So we get into the next scene and Terry goes back to the insurance place to flirt more with Markeisha who actually gives him a lot of game about, you know, the airport, going around the first class um, <clears throat> uh, travelers and, you know, running them to where they have to go. They tip better. And also letting them know, like, you know, you need to use proper English, not saying what up, though. And you need to have refreshments, nice refreshments. This is first class. You know, this is how you're going to pull more business in and get your name out there because a lot of businesses go underground. But if you want to stay on top, you got to do it this way. So she puts him up on game. And, you know, he all ears when it comes to Markeisha. So <clears throat> the family pulls up in Cleveland. <laughs> you got Michi, you got little Nikki, and you got Mama Lucille. They pull up in the Mercedes Benz, and the family get the looking like the Uncle Charles hit the lottery or something. <laughs> So Meech gets in little cousin James' ear about how to move through the video store that he works at, letting him know how he did the truck stuff back in the D. It cuts back to Detroit, and we got Markeisha. She going to the store to help Terry pick out refreshments for the customers. And he listening, but he all in her face mesmerized. And, you know, it's one thing to give him some game while he at the insurance place, but going to help him pick out refreshments and going on a little, you know, store run, that just shows she likes the little flirtation that he got going on too. And I'm hearing that uh, Lala and uh, Da Vinci, the one who portrays Terry, are a real couple now. So I am hearing that now. So that's probably why they got really great chemistry. And um, I told y'all before, her character is based off a real life person. I said her name last uh, episode, but she was older as well. And I want to say she was with, she was, she was not, she was with a big hustler. Um, I don't know if they were married or not in real life, but this is, this is loosely based off her character. So um, it cuts to the next scene and James uh he puts Meech in contact with the Cleveland Hustlers we got Rail and his crew and Meech being Meech you know the businessman he is very charismatic very charming he tells them about you know the pure cocaina that he's pushing from Detroit and he like you can step on this shit three times and it's still fire so they just kind of looking at him not taking him serious you know got they got their goon eyes open as well not knowing who they messing with and <clears throat> the next thing was a little far-fetched in my opinion I, I i liked it but um it was just a little far-fetched um i know this nigga supposed to be the boogeyman and all i get he crazy but lamar just getting out of a coma half out of it and you know getting the officer down and breaking out the hospital i get he's the boogeyman but that was far-fetched for me i enjoyed it but a little far-fetched so it goes to the next scene and brian meets up with detective veronica he tells her about lamar breaking out he throws hella racial slurs about the chinese food and you know just being racist but she you know she got a good sense of humor she she handles it throw shots back and we see that they're growing a good partnership like you know she gonna hold them down she she gonna be with the shit too i kind of like detective veronica's character so far i like her better than um what was his name ramirez last season so 
we go to the next scene and Terry, uh, we see he took um, Markeisha's advice and he goes to the airport and makes a killing. You know, he makes a killing in one day. And um, he, uh, he, he 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 did it in one day he he goes and no other car companies that's in that lane will go into the inner city and that's where some of them people gotta go and he the only one who will do it he make a killing in one day so we see markisha put him on to some good tips and he's using it to his advantage now in the next scene, Meech uh he goes to the video store, he watches James uh move the trees through the store, just making sure, you know, everything gonna run as planned and they put the scam together for the deluxe the, the I'm sorry, the deluxe version. Um I wanna say it was Ghostbusters, but you know, at first they started selling trees before they start moving that cocaine up. So he wanted to just make sure it's gonna run smooth. And it's the same thing they did um with the trucks in last season <clears throat> so he just took it from the trucks from the food trucks to the video store and um <clears throat> we get into the next scene when the boys make it back from the video store and they walk in they smiling they dancing lucille just shakes her head because she know me chain up the no good now it cuts to the next scene and terry you know he goes in the house he excited he want to tell charles about the airport runs the money he made in one day and charles is not trying to hear it because he don't have the bigger picture he don't see the bigger picture he don't you know all he see is one thing and it's his way or no way like he like no we should be running a, a christian company we got to wear suits we don't need to be going in these areas and it's like bruh <laughs> Charles just wants to see in the bigger picture. He wants to see in the bigger picture. So, um, Terry does tell him, like, look, this is not only your business. You're going to have to start hearing me out. And I agree. So, Detective Bryant goes to see uh, B. Mickey at his house Why he on the phone with Mitch. And this nigga tell him about the Cleveland drop. Now, back at the airport when terry go there he get into it with the security dude who been taxing all of the drivers and we see the other drivers they don't see the bigger picture either because they ain't trying to hear shit terry saying and they ain't trying to change nothing so he get into it with them, some of them too and you know they like you ain't finna come in here reorganizing stuff and don't you talk to security dude this way and i agree with terry they all was weird like oh weird like just weird so we go into the next scene and Terry gets a page while doing a ride and we see he goes to call Meech and Meech is waiting on B. Mickey, who is a no-show. So Terry, um, he, he I think B. Mickey, I, I, one of them hung up quick, but he goes back to get in the car. Now, while Meech hanging up, he pissed off because B. Mickey is a no-show. He ended up getting the switch on that ass because he was smoking reefer at Grandma's house and she ain't mind it. So, you know, Meech got a whooping. So, back in the D, we got these two clowns at the record store. Um, I can't think of uh, Lizanne, Saki. Saki and the other dude who got his tooth knocked out last episode. We got them in there smoking. They high as hell. They listening to Flashlight. They jamming. Terry Storm's in there because B. Mickey missed the drop. And my nigga Terry, you know, he letting them know, like, hold on. Who you talking to? Because they ain't talking about his eye, calling them Stevie Wonder. And he like, I built this shit. You know, show some respect. And they don't know who to answer to when they thinking they number two, number three. They like, we gonna do the drop. Terry like no i'm run it 
but they give it to him. So it goes back to Cleveland in the next scene. And we see Lucille crying to her mother about, you know, her struggles and her life not ending up as she planned it to be and how unhappy she is with Charles, how they just not happy together no more. And it's just a mess. And her mom gives her some wise words and comfort. <clears throat> now, Terry ass goes to butter and Wanda. And he gets her to go to Cleveland so he can get the product of Meech. Ungrateful ass. <laughs> now, she confused. She like, what's wrong with you? Because he was just mad at her. But <clears throat> we had two close calls with this one. Um, he was just fussing about Meech having a product with Mama Lucille and Nikki in the car. But he put the product in the baby formula bottles. <laughs> and we had a close call with the checkpoints with the cop. But, um, you know, they got away with that. Uh, Wanda kind of saved the day. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was just two close calls. Then we had another close call with the baby bottle because they was about to give it to Terry Jr. But um, Meech was ungrateful when Terry showed up. He didn't even say thank you. He had an attitude. But he ended up um, taking it and taking uh, him and James go take it to Rail and the Cleveland crew. The Cleveland crew, they pull some scurvy shit. Meech stands down. He stands down because he see he outnumbered, outgunned. But he like, okay, take it. It's yours. But, but, but we going to see each other. <laughs> so Detective Bryant, he gets the SWAT team, the crash unit together to bust into Meech Dash house that B. Mickey told him about. So they kind of give him some pushback at first, asking him a whole bunch of questions. But his partner, Detective Veronica, she holds him down. She holds him down. I think they're going to make a good partner team. I kind of like her character. So um, after that, that was, um, let's see, after that, we get into the next scene. And we see... Donnell Rollins character, Alvin. Remember the nasty mortician who had sex with the dead women in season one? We see he roll up to save Lamar, bleeding in the rain. I thought that was crazy because last season we couldn't stand the rain. Now he out there bleeding in the rain. He looking half dead. But I'm guessing they might be related because he's like, hey, cuz, I'm here. So he must have called Alvin to come and save him. And that's who saved him last time when he got shot. So... We go into the next scene and Detective Ryan gets B. Mickey mom moved to a better facility. But of course, this means they family now. So B. Mickey really going to be under his thumb. Meech better watch out. <clears throat> now, when he shows back up at the record store, Meech kind of handles his disappearance better than I thought he would. But I'm thinking Meech might catch on to B. Mickey on how weird he acting and he going to catch on that he probably working with Brian. But we see the other boys, they complaining about how Terry stormed in there. And Meech tell them, like, look, you don't answer to Terry. You only answer to me or B. Mickey, which is a big mistake because we know B. Mickey and love Foreman now. <clears throat> now we go into the next scene. And Lucille gets all dressed up. She got her new lingerie on, looking all nice and ready to finally get Charles some. And he come in the room and burst her bubble. Talking about opening a how she opened up the Sears credit card in Nicole's name, which is a big no, 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 no. We don't do that. But 
this happened a lot back in the day on the regular it happened on a regular kids was four five years old had cable cable bills in their name <laughs> comcast bills consumer bills <laughs> it happened a lot it happened a lot and they conversation goes from worse to worse to worse like they are in a very very dangerous place in their marriage very very dangerous place in their marriage and I feel like I'm skipping some scenes because I didn't talk about uh, um, Pops hiring that new driver. Um, let me see. Yeah. Okay, I didn't. So, last season... I defended Charles a lot, but this season, like I said, he is doing the most with the car driving company. He hires a new driver without even discussing it with Terry. There's some lady named Denise. He goes on to talk about how he knew her for years and she is single mom. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know about this Denise lady. Okay, Charles, you done worked with her for years, but he done just went on and hired somebody and Terry ain't feeling it. And I just don't know about Denise. Of course, Mama Lucille seemed like she knew her, but I'm just a little skeptical about who this Denise lady is. Now, Meech, he catches Rail off guard helping his mom with the groceries, letting him know, oh yeah, homie, you can be touched. He pulls that pistol out and tell him, tells him how the game about to change in Cleveland, and it's going to be little cousin James running shit out here, and you going to answer to him. So Rail looked at Shook and pissed at the same time, but he got to fall in line. So, um, Brian and the SWAT team, they do get the drop on, um, on Meech's spot, but Meech is not in sight. And then at K-9 spot, we see that they did catch the little Cinderella with the missing snicker, and that's a dead motherfucker. Now, they mentioned, they, they slightly touched on the Travis guy character, the one who was being loud and flirting with K-9 girl Peaches. Did that look like DJ Quick? I'm like, was that DJ Quick? It looked like him. But I'm wondering, is Travis going to be a problem? Because he was loud. He was flirting with Peaches. And K-9 was like, yeah, I don't like niggas who talk too much and too loud. So I'm wondering, is the dude Travis going to be a problem? And then when I watched the clip from next week, it looked like he is. So, yeah, I did skip over a couple scenes. Um, but I think I caught up on everything because after that, it goes to the last scene. And we see the brothers fighting at the movie theater. And in my opinion, Meech was dead wrong. Terry saved the day. I, I feel him when he like either get in the game or get all the way out. But at the same time, D. Mickey is a snitch, bruh. And if it wasn't for Terry bringing that product down there, you wouldn't even been moving shit in Cleveland. That would have had to change the whole thing up where you had to go back down there and do the drop yourself. So Terry did save him. But we, we know the brothers will get back together and Terry is going to get back in the game. We, we know how the story goes. But Meech was wrong. <laughs> Terry saved him. But um, other than that, we got them fighting, doing what they do. And we know they're going to they gonna end up getting back together. So that was my recap and review for BMF Season 2, Episode 2. I'm about to play that trailer for next week. And then I got a sleeper for you guys. My rating for this episode, I'm going to say about an 8. About an 8. It was really, really good. Very entertaining. Um, Everything looked great as always. Um, I don't know. The Lamar thing kind of was just a little 
far-fetched for me just just me um for him breaking out the hospital not calling um alvin to help him but just breaking out the hospital like that but i still rated about an eight eight and a half it was a really solid episode very strong building up i think it's gonna be a very 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 strong season shout out to the whole bmf cast and crew they are doing an amazing job lamish was just down here in at atlanta hosting a party i had went there friday night at aroma lounge that was jumping um but i do rate it about an eight and a half um and the next episode is called Devil's Night. I'm about to play that trailer. Here it is. Demetrius finding a steel run point. I'm going to take him down this time. We're going to track down this dealer named Travis. I'm going to return his ass to me alive. I deliver him. I'm going to bring me up. episode three seemed like it's gonna be action-packed and the chick denise talking about we gotta fight back this don't seem like no single mom just trying to make a living i don't know about this denise lady and it looked like um k9 gonna put meech on travis trails now guys let me know inbox me or something and let me know is that uh dj quick playing the travis character or do it just look like him or that dude look familiar but it looked like it's going to be action-packed with a lot of fire. It's called Devil's Night. So I already know what my sleeper going to be for next episode. But here is my sleeper for tonight. Um, let's keep it. Let's do 90s music today. Let's do 90s. Here's my sleeper, you know, in my Joe Button style. Shout out to the pod father, Joey. I fuck with the Joe Button podcast heavy. One of my faves. She loves it, love it, but I'm in the studio, she be getting all the love, 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 love
give a fuck about it cause I'm about my money. I'm billion counters, riding jumbles, money long, black and double. Got that tweet, pushing peas, Frankenstein, two, two, three. I'm about my money. Hanging out the window for one of the playboy, playboy, but ain't never found it. I'ma keep it moving, man, cause I'm always hungry. Little mama with this bitch, chipping with your name. What you with it, baby? You need a little kill, chill, a little quality sound, a little bump in the ground, a little wine and dine, a little movie, a little waste of time, a little dose you can find a sherry fruit for time, a little jewelry. Why you always take it out on me? Why you always showing out for the cup up? She say she love it, but she she say she love it. She she say she love it, but all we do not fucking fight. She say she love it, but she she say she love it. She she say she love it, but all we do not fucking fight. She say she love it, but she she say she love it. She she say she love it, but all we do not fucking fight. She say she love it, but she she say she that's my shit right there y'all that's e48 ball and bum b she says she love me shout out to e40 who've been dropping classics since the 90s and I hope you guys enjoyed this recap. I will be back on next week for my BMF recap for episode three. Thank you guys for your support. As always, I love you. Shout out to my dope podcast family who I love so much. We're going into a new week. So remember to keep your head up high and believe in yourself. Trust your vision. If you have a vision, if you have ambition, stick with it. Sometimes it comes with pitfalls and things not working out accordingly, but don't give up. Take it from me. I've been working on my book since 2020. It's done and I've come through so many, let's just call them opportunities and it's coming along, but I'm not giving up. The book is done. I just got to get it published and I can't wait to share it with you. But I'm just showing some of my frustrations with just my own dreams and ambitions. So sometimes we have pitfalls, but the thing of it is, is to get back up and keep trying and to protect your energy and get rid of anybody who is an enemy to your energy. Believe in yourself and just know that everybody does not deserve your time. It is what it is and people will only mistreat you and do you wrong if you allow it. So sometimes we just got to push back and be like, you know what, let me distance myself and focus on my grind because we only get one life to live and we got to live it to the fullest. So I love you guys. Protect that energy. Positive vibes, positive vibes. Please be safe. Try to keep your mental, your peace. Try to keep your mental at peace, your peace of mind, because it's nothing like a peace of mind. And depression is at an all-time high. So just remember to protect your health, your, that your health is your wealth. And know that I love you. You guys can always hit me up. Even if you don't have recap requests or anything for me to shout out, you can just say what's up. I would love to hear from you because I appreciate your support. And I'm always here. So on that note, it's your girl Shanice, and I'm out. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.